to recap all of the great Friday night prep action. Then on Saturday afternoons, three hours before kickoff, live from Two Dudes Brewing Q, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk. Listen for yourself and find out why nobody does football like sports talk. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside tech football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 99.3 is also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kirk Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Text us on the Fairway Carts text line at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, a bye week back, tape, Sports Talk 97.7. You can get us on the Fairway Carts hotline or text line number 888-993-7762. Catch on our Facebook page as well, Sports Talk 977. Beck Haynes, John Tabor, glad to have you back in the studio. It was a doozy Saturday afternoon. Yeah, are you talking to me or Beck? Both. Beck bi-weeked on us in week two. I, out of respect, if Tabes is not in studio, I'm not showing up. Fair enough. Fair well, enough. I'll, I'll try not to get the Rona again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Beck takes the yeah. week off because Tabes do it for the Rona. Show. Yeah, out of respect. Hey, we, hey we'll take I might have been at the beach. We'll take it. Had a good time I mean, at the beach. Somebody had to drink the Polar Pop. That's right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Did Louisiana happened while I was gone. Yeah, not a whole lot. Do we have anything to talk about tonight? All right. Leading up to the opener, I think we were pretty, uh, I'm not going to say pessimistic. I'm not sure we were going to say optimistic. What was your, what, I, I didn't listen to the show. I think we were interested. What was your, what was your prediction? 42-24. That was your prediction. Lost. Safe as all get out. No, yeah, no doubt. I think everybody that made I'm a not prediction, one to toe that the was line. their prediction. I'm not one to toe the line. Well, Louisiana Tech goes on the road. Season opener, Mississippi State, 3 p.m. Davis Wade Stadium's rocking, I guess, for like five minutes. Beautiful day for football. Dogs fall down 14-0, 14-0 early. Austin Kendall says, whoa, hold on, wait a minute. Dogs reel off 34 straight, take a 34-14 lead with 12-23 remaining in the game. Mississippi State storms back, a little aided help by the Dogs. And ultimately, Louisiana Tech falls 35-34 after a 46-yard Jacob Barnes field goal gets tipped at the line, comes up short, and holy cow, Beck, I don't think gut-wrenching becomes close to describing this loss. No, I, I, you know, go back to the to the first quarter. I mean, you know, Kendall throws a, a pick on his on his first drive, right? You, you're yeah, you're curious. The guy's been a pharmaceutical rep. You're wondering, yeah, what's is football like riding a bike? I mean, do you just is the feel that important? <laughs> Goes out there, gets, gets deflected by the defensive or like linebacker yeah, or something. He just got yeah. caught it. Got oh, just caught it. Yeah, right in the right in the gut. Yeah, just reached up, paws up in the air, and snags it. And you're like, man, that's probably not how he thought he saw this going. <laughs> Pretty you <know>? tough start. <laughs> Pretty tough start. 
think Tech had two turnovers you know, in the first I five think, plays. I think right after that, I got a, I got the first text of the year. Oh, it's going to be a long year. Yeah, and you I did. Just, you I told went, us about I went it. off. I'm I glad. went off on the guy. I'm glad. I'm gonna, there's no name. I'm not going to name any names. Yeah, you don't want your name said on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. But like I, mean, death was, sentence. I was so mad. I was like, it's, it's a first series. And you're out. He's been selling medicine. Yeah, like, give him a give break. Give him a break. Hey, listen, I th- that's, I'm glad you brought that up, though. Kendall talked today in the press conference about the start to the game, and I asked him, I said, listen, you know, you go down 14 nothing on the road, the first throw that you make in a Tech uniform is intercepted. I believe two plays later offensively, or maybe the next play offensively, speed option to the wide side of the field, Marcus Williams doesn't catch the pitch, another turnover, dogs fall behind 14-0, but they didn't panic. No, and and I don't. I mean, I don't know how you felt, but I really didn't either. Because I, I the, it's easy to write those off as two flute plays. No, I agree. I agree. It's like that's just a little, you know, just a little rust, a little rust, little nerves on oh. the road up front against an SEC school. Oh, well, and two, you're breaking in a number of new players on both no sides doubt. of the ball. Now, I did, I did say, man, I, I, I didn't think we'd win, but I thought we'd do a little better in the first two series than that. Maybe a three and out. I would have been happy with a three and out in there. I thought the key to the game at that point was the composure that the team showed in that moment. You could tell, and Leach talked about it post-game. He said, listen, I think they kind of exposed some of our immaturity. You could tell that Louisiana Tech had a bunch of players that had played a bunch of football, and I think that's a pretty fair assessment. And Austin Kendall said today, he was like, listen, it was a one-read throw. You talk about the first interception. All five offensive linemen were trying to cut the guy in front of them. We knew the defensive linemen had a propensity to drop back into coverage. That's what Tyrus Wheat did in this situation. He read the play. My job as a quarterback is throw the ball five rows deep into the stands or take off and run. He chose to put the ball in danger. It was intercepted. It was a tough start. But I was just so encouraged. And listen, we're going to break down the whole game. There was a, there was a number of good things, a number of bad things. I was just so encouraged by the players early in the game. Beck, we've seen that so many times on the road, Power 5 environment, 14 nothing. you've turned the ball over two times, you have about three total yards of offense, and it just goes haywire. Oh, absolutely. And to think about, like you said, Tech rattling off 34 points in a row, at that situation, if you would have said, hey, what do you think is about to happen? I think that would have been said, the last thing I would have said. Oh, I think I would have said 45-3 to three at that point. Just a just a roller coaster of a game. We'll, we can talk later about how many times that's happened to us as Tech fans. I can think of three, maybe four, off the top of my head, and yeah. I'm not even a statistician, Ben. You're not a statistician. I'm not. I can just think about them because I lived them. I'll tell you one thing I learned in this game. Bub Means, the Tennessee transfer, real deal. He's a dude. He's a dude. That 72-yard touchdown. Listen, I understand he was open. He dusted those defensive yeah. backs. They didn't have a chance at him when he caught the ball. How about that 59-yard TD run by Austin Kendall? How about that for a pharmaceutical sale? Well, I thought that was so good for him because, he, like you said, he owned that first mistake, and then the pitch, you know, you can bring that on Marcus Williams. But it's like that's not how he envisioned this happening. No. And, you know, he, he's probably got some nerves. It's a new school. He wants to prove himself. He kind of hasn't had a chance to prove himself that much in college in general. So I get it. That's probably important to him, and that's – that's easy to be on the sideline and be like, wow. And it was our first time seeing him in a game environment, obviously. Yeah, you've seen him in practice. You like what you saw at practice. You know what I like about him in a game? 
And I, a little moxie. I, he got a little moxie. Got a little poise. Got a little confidence to him. Listen, I know Tech lost the football game, but we saw. I think it was thirty-four, fourteen, and he's pointing at the scoreboard. Yeah. Like I know you lost the game, but hey, hey give me I that scoreboard. That. Right. Give me that quarterback that'll point at the That's scoreboard. Right. That's right. Because he knows he's good. That's like right. this gonna be your type of dude. Yeah. This the, the, the unfortunate thing about this game is that you know the, the sting of losing it takes away a little bit of like the excitement for the rest of the yeah, season. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because you you know you, we you can go through all these scenarios, but you talk about hey, text before the game starts, you're gonna lose by one point. Oh, you take it. You take it all day, and you're excited. Oh, if you'd have told me you got 46 with two seconds to go, Barnes is going to put it on his left foot for the win, I'd have said, let's let's go and jog out to Starkville and let's yeah. line it up. Yeah. I'd taken it. But college football is not played that way, and I think the way that this game went, the ebbs and flows, the roller coasters, tapes. If I told you this, Tech gets the ball, I believe there's about three minutes to go in the game, trying to drive down for a field goal, Beck's comment was, if Austin Kendall leads us on this drive, I think I'll write him a poem. Yeah, the kid can't get over being a poet. I can't. It's the only thing I can do to to just express my gratitude. I mean, that's like the highest honor. I mean, except the one dude I wrote a poem for the next week turned Q, around and Q, just Q, stabbed me in the heart. QB one did his job. He, he did. did. He did. There's there's no doubt. He Th- did. Three hundred and I believe thirty seven total yards. Yeah, I'm I'm still. I wish I could tell you I'm to that point where I'm just, oh, I'm so excited for the season. You know, I'm, I'm over it. I'm not really over it, but I'm counting on you, this show, BC, to lead me out of that and the rest of the Tech fans and be excited for the rest of the season we got because we don't get show. that many opportunities to beat here, a team here, like here's that. The, here's the silver lining. It was not a conference game. That is a silver lining. and that's I mean, listen. My ticket is still good. I know, Tapes. Fair I enough, just, Tapes. That's a good point. And, and listen. And – for the first fifty-two minutes of the ball game, had me feeling really good about my team. He was thinking college football <laughs> playoff. That's right. Well, no, I was just thinking <laughs> hey, about winning you know, the conference. A, hey, you know, I had a tweet at halftime that I almost, almost tweeted out, and then I was like, you know what? Let's just let's eat it first. Let's eat it. No, we were up thirty-four fourteen. That was when I, yeah, whatever. And I was like, I'm just and gonna, then you remembered, and then I was like, I'm gonna save it to the old drafts. You know, yeah. I'm, put it in the draft. Oh man, am I glad I did. Man, am I glad I did. Would have been a tough one. Oh. Was it at Jack Abraham? No. Oh. <laughs> Should have been. I forgot. Yeah. So he's at Mississippi Does he State, play right? another down in college? No, no, he's done. He'll never huh? play another down. He's out for the year. Because of concussion, concussion symptoms. I, I hate that. I do hate that. All kidding aside, I, I, I hate that. that for him. I don't know. Nick says there's no silver lining. Tech crashed and burned. <laughs> well, Nick. Well, I mean, that's not wrong, but... Hey, as Tech fans over the years, you get used to finding a silver lining. Otherwise, you're going to be pretty sad. <laughs> fair, fair point. I mean, I love them. I love 35 the years of silver lining. <laughs> that's, that's all we got sometimes is just a big old silver lining somewhere in there. And, and listen, coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about where it went wrong for Louisiana Tech. Uh, listen, it's easy to coach in hindsight. We'll talk about some of the big plays in the game, which ultimately led to Louisiana Tech's demise Trey Baldwin, uh, inside linebacker for the Bulldogs, was named LSWA Defensive Player of the Week. Uh, The Orange, Texas native finished with six tackles, three solo tackles, also forced a fumble, also had a 35-yard pick six to give Louisiana Tech a 31-14 lead. That pick six was pretty sick. I loved it. Love seeing dog we, defenders we probably, go down the sideline streaking. Uh, we can't, you know, it's like I want to talk about the defense because they had some incredible oh, we're plays. we're going to talk about them. 
I love what the defense did. Even at the end when they Loved gave up it. all the points? Yeah, listen, yeah. they're out of gas. Is that what it was? I think they ultimately ran out of gas. I mean, you're going against Mike Leach's offense, which can probably score faster than any team in the country besides maybe Alabama, if they do it right. I mean, it's just yeah, air raid. that's fair. Uh, to me, and we'll discuss this in the next segment, the biggest play in the game to me was you go up 34-14 and then you give up the monster kick return. Oh, I think anybody with and a pulse. And they only had to go 19 yards. Anybody with a pulse when that happened was like, oh, boy. Here we oh, go. Oh, boy. Here we go. So felt, co- felt too much like a dagger. You know felt, how I you yeah. know how I, did, you know how I declare early daggers? Yeah, you do. It like felt a, like an early dagger. Felt like an early dagger. Of course, coming up next segment, we'll break. continue breaking down Louisiana Tech's 35-34 loss at Mississippi State. Coming up at 6.30. Former Louisiana Tech quarterback, current Southeastern Lions special teams coordinator, Ross Jenkins. Sound familiar? We'll join the show. Ross and the Lions will travel to Joe I's Stadium Saturday night. Of course, a home opener for the Bulldogs. 6 p.m. tip, or tip, 6 p.m. kickoff on ESPN3. 7 o'clock, Matt Terry, Louisiana Tech golf coach, will join us uh, as the golf team gets set for the Jim Rivers Intercollegiate this weekend out at Squire Creek. And, of course, 7.15, had a big fantasy draft last night. <laughs> Beck gets an F, BC gets an A. Tabes will grade our rosters, then we'll make our picks. Louisiana Tech a 13-and-a-half point favorite over Southeastern Saturday night. That's a 13th-ranked team in oh, the there's, there's another silver lining. Let's hear it. Tech did cover. They did cover. They did cover. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. We come back. We'll continue diving in. Louisiana Tech falls at Mississippi State 35-34. We'll be right back after this. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. Hey, DQ fans, the chocolate and peanut butter in your favorite Reese's candies take it to a whole new level in one extremely tasty treat. The Reese's Extreme Blizzard is back, and it's packing in all the flavor. With Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Reese's Pieces, chocolatey topping, and extra peanut butter, all mixed with our world-famous soft serve, each spoonful's chock full of chocolatey peanut butter deliciousness. So Reese's lovers, take your taste buds to a whole new level and grab the Reese's Extreme Blizzard treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. Stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. 
All right, big plays in the game. We talked in the previous segment, 34-14, you give up the big kick return. Obviously a huge play in the game. Let's talk, let's talk about special teams for a sec. Special teams weren't very good on Saturday. Give up the big kickoff return to open the game. You obviously give up this big kickoff return of about 80 yards all the way down to your 20. Had the shank punt, uh, biggest punt of the game, it goes about 25 yards. Had the block field goal at the end. Uh, where else are we missing? I feel like there's one more. Kickoff out of bounds. Yep. After you had a big lead. I mean, like, you hate to you hate to like hang a game on special teams, but my gosh, when it goes wrong, it goes wrong. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it is a bigger part of the game. It's like sneaky. It's a sneaky. You big look part at of the when game. Louisiana Tech played well in this game. It's when the special teams were playing well, making field goals. I think they downed Mississippi State at the twenty a, had couple, a couple of times. Had a couple of good punts. Yeah. Yeah. Had a couple of good punts. I think. I think in this game. Obviously, the three plays at the end of regulation going to get all of the buzz, especially on a national level when you hear some of these different networks discuss it. But special teams played a big role as well. Also got to ask you about this. I thought this was a pivotal play in the game. 34-21, you get the ball back at your own 25-yard line. I believe it's set up in a five-receiver set. Give Austin Kittle the keys to the car. Bear runs a simple out route. Mm, yeah. He was open, got to get him the ball on a five- or six-yard out pattern, and he missed him. And I think he'd tell you he wants that throw back. But I think that throw was so big because if Bear catches that ball, say he, say he goes down right there, at a minimum, it's second and four, the clock's rolling, and you're in a little bit of a rhythm offensively. Yeah. At a minimum. On a bigger scale... He scoots up the field. It's a first down. You get a new set of downs. Possibly run the ball in the next play. And you start running a little bit of clock. And you start easing into easing into finishing this game out. I think that's a big play in the game. Isaiah Graham had a big drop. It was a tough catch. Ball was a little low. But to me, I'm going to be honest here for a second. Catch the football. You're a sixth-year senior. You mean so much to this team. You're one of the leaders. Those are the type of plays that you need to make to put away an SEC opponent in their stadium. Correct? Correct. 100%. 34-28, third and five. Run a slant. Again to Graham. He was held. He was interfered with. Call it whatever you want, but it was not called. I think at that point, you kind of knew the game was it, it was in the balance. Follow that with the shank punt. We all know what happened from there. To your point about the defense. Defense played so well throughout the evening, especially in those second and third quarters. Good God, I love Levi Bell and Ben Bell. Somebody give them an NIL deal. Yeah, I don't even count the. I mean, the first two scores in the first quarter. No, I gave them 14 points. Yeah, gave them. So they're terrors off the edge. But you could tell in that fourth quarter, especially when Mississippi State got the momentum, and Leach said postgame, we were going a little bit quicker offensively than we would probably like to do. Because we were, we were battling the clock a little bit. We knew we had to put some points on the board. But I also think the defense got gassed a little bit. Bet you they work on that in practice this week. A little conditioning? Or just two-minute drill, fast, fast, fast. Yeah. 
Fair enough. At the end of practice. Fair enough. And listen, some of the touchdown throws that Mississippi State had in that fourth quarter, like, let's be honest, like, weren't hotly contested balls. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was, like, the defensive backs, I thought they were better this week. I think they got more in the tank. I think they're probably better than they showed. But they weren't quite good enough. All right, let's get down to it. Last drive of the game. Oh, boy. Beck, do we have to talk about this? We got to. But I'm ready to move on. But we got to get through. Get the ball back. Three minutes and 37 seconds to go. First play of the drive, Kendall hits Marcus Williams for eight yards. Next play, Williams' three-yard run, picks up a first down. Kendall hits Smoke Harris for 22 yards all the way down to the Mississippi State 42-yard. Oh, that was awesome. Gave me a little couple nice plays for Smoke over the middle in this one. Big time. First and ten, Marcus Williams runs for three yards. Second and seven, incomplete pass to Smoke Harris. Third and seven, completion to Harlan Dixon for two yards, bringing up fourth and five. Fourth and five, Skip Holtz, the dogs, they trot out Cesar Barajas, Southern transfer for the 56-yard field goal. What do you think of trotting them out? I understood it. Instead of going for it in that situation. On fourth and five, yeah. I mean, so what, what we hear about, about him is that he's got he's a got boot, a big just leg. not as accurate as yes, Barnes. correct. I do think that's out of Barnes' range. I think his career high is 51 yards. Correct. That's a big moment for Barnes um, if you if you make him do that. I think Caesars kind of had like, I got nothing to lose here. If I miss this, no one's that mad. Yeah, I agree. Because it's 56 yards in college. Long kick. It's eight yards short of the, seven yards short of the NFL record here. This yeah. will be big time. Then we get a false start. Yeah, making false it, start. Making it fourth and ten. Fourth and ten. Obviously, at that point, you're not kicking the 61. Probably not. So you trot out AK and the boys. AK says, I got ice in my veins. No worries. First down strike to Isaiah Graham. I'll be honest. I, I kind of didn't doubt that we were getting that. I felt I felt pretty confident. I felt pretty good about it. That's a big-time throw and a big-time moment. That, that's but a, that confidence came from how I seen him play earlier in the game. That's a moment... That come later in the year when you get in a tight game, you can go back to and say, we've done this before. Right. All right, first and ten, one minute to go in the game. Of course, Isaiah Graham was carted off due to injury. Graham's going to be all right, has a sprained ankle, be back probably in a couple weeks. All right, first and ten. Can I say something? Let's hear it. You better not come back this week. You get carted off the field, I better not see you for three weeks. (laughs) Sorry. Keep going. First and 10 at the Mississippi State 32-yard line with a minute to go. Marcus Williams, off left tackle, gain of two. You're down to the 30, timeout Mississippi State. Next play. Excuse me. That no, was a loss of two. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that was. There was it was no a games. loss of two. Yeah. Back to the 32. Second and 12, 43 seconds remaining in the game. Handoff Marcus Williams, no gain. Third and 12. Handoff Marcus Williams off the left side for the third consecutive time. Gains four yards down to the Mississippi State 40 or 28-yard line. Louisiana Tech runs the clock down. Timeout, two seconds. Jacob Barnes go win us the football game. Jacob Barnes does not win the football game. Ball is partially deflected. Louisiana Tech loses. We all know what happens. The fan base has gone bonkers, but we understand. All right, here's my beef. And listen, we could all coach in hindsight, okay? Like, we could all say what we would have done. And I'm not one of the guys that likes to second-guess play calling. Because here's the problem. Everybody wants to say Louisiana Tech went conservative, blah, blah, blah. 
prior to the last three runs, they'd ran it four times, they'd thrown it 13 times in the fourth quarter with a three-touchdown lead. Hard to make that argument. If, if so you can't yeah, say you're yeah. conservative, at least to that point. Correct? At least to that point. But also, that, and that, I'm not dying for them to throw it over the middle either in no, that situation. No, I agree. So at least to that point, you can't say you went too conservative. Now, if you want to say, oh, we ran too conservative of pass plays, well, like, what the hell does that even mean? We're like, not taking deep shot. The worst thing that can happen in this situation is you get picked off game Yeah, over. well, and two, like, leading up to that moment, like, like you can't say the pass plays were conservative. I can go back and find 25 other pass plays in the game that I could want to change after the fact. You know what I'm saying? All right, but to the three-run plays, I understand what Holtz was thinking. He said in his press conference, it never crossed my mind that Jacob Barnes would miss the kick. He's got to say that, Ben. He does. No, I agree. He's got to say that, That's my point. A 46-yarder for a college kick, I don't care if freaking Lou Groves is back there. It crosses my mind. <laughs> but the only thing I would have done differently, it was very obvious on TV that Mississippi State was selling out to stop the run. AK, hey, AK, listen, second 12. Keep it one time. See where you go with it. Hey, run the tight end underneath. You ever seen the play where the tight end runs lines up in an H back formation? You fake the handoff. He's yeah, coming behind the, the right. yeah. behind the line, and he's kind of flared out. It's an easy completion at the very minimum. It's a no gain, and you keep the clock running. Maybe mix something like that. I just want to see AK run it. Maybe mix in an easy, safe pass play. See what you could possibly do. I know they wanted to keep it on the left hash. But I just wanted to see something a little bit different because because I don't trust college kickers 46. I don't care if it's Lou Groza. Okay, so at that third down, so if you throw that on well, that third down, if you throw a pass and it's incomplete, you still you have 43 seconds. Yeah. That's not a ton of time. Oh. After the field goal, you have and they're out of timeouts. You have 39 seconds. Right, they're you're out, out of timeouts. timeouts. So I I like that. Now, if you have a minute and a half, two minutes, it's, it's a little like, different. It's a little different. You really do need to shave 35 Great. seconds off the clock. But I didn't hate when I, I didn't love that play call because I'm like, yeah, like you said, just try to get seven, eight yards. Like you even. said, I don't think we're calling for a deep ball. I don't think we're calling for something into traffic over the middle. And listen, like we said, it's e- it's very, 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 very easy in hindsight saying what we would have done. We've had people on Bleed Tech Blue say, hey, I would have went into the T formation. Listen, I understand the thought process. But how many coaches on first and ten from the thirty are like, "Hey, T bone, T bone," like you just don't do? No. Hindsight, yeah. I don't want T bone. See what we could do. I think the frustrating thing is that that you can point to several times when this has happened, and maybe it's it gets alluded to as being, oh, there's no doubt. There's being skips conservativeness or play calling, but it's like it just ha- like it's you know okay so we got Arkansas no the bottom line happens too much Arkansas South, South Carolina, Carolina this game you lose a triple overtime at Kansas State you lose back in 2013 to Kansas like and listen all those games happened in different ways I, I, you could go back you know to the Kansas game Dixon fumbles into the end zone Ryan Higgins fumbles into the end zone with chances to put the game away South Carolina you're up 16 to nothing you're driving in to go 23 nothing Jamar throws a pick on the goal line. Like, there's a lot of different things. Not only did you lose in Arkansas, Jonathan Barnes, best kicker in program history maybe, missed two field goals from, like, 40. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of different reasons you lose the football game. But when you never close one of these games out, I think that's what kind of calls it to work. pull over. It makes, it makes it worse. Yeah, exactly. That's why it stings a little bit And that's more. why at, when they cross the 
50 on that kick return and got with, onto our 20. That's kind of why you're like, oh, no. That's why everybody, all the Tech fans were like, like oh, I've seen this before. Go. Yep. I, I've seen it before. I've seen the team not be able to put so, it away. So, I mean, do you think, how much of that, did you feel like there was any, I, I think they talked about in the press conference that there wasn't that feeling among the huddle or anything, but so as a fan, you start to feel like, oh, boy, do you feel like the players got nervous? Do you feel like coaches got I mean, I nervous? I think naturally you get a little tighter. But I, I do think that somewhat it's on the coaches like, hey, we're going to win the football game. Like, like get together, let's win the football game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But listen, like you said, 0-1 at this point. The big question for me is, as we get to Ross Jenkins here at 630, how do you bounce back this week? Because nobody cares if you lost to Mississippi State this week. Southeastern doesn't care. They want to make you be 0-2. They want to ruin your dead gum season. Mm-hmm. As bad as that loss hurts on Saturday afternoon, like Tape said, everything's still in front of you. It sucks. It hurts. We're still hurting here on Tuesday. We're not even a freaking player. At least I'm not. It's like, you better find a way to strap up and be ready to go Saturday night because we're going to talk with Ross Jenkins. Quarterback at Southeastern, Cole Kelly, won the Walter Payton Award at the FCS level last year. You know what that is? It's called the Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Pretty salty at six foot seven, two sixty. Yeah. He's a load back there. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Ross Jenkins will join us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive family of Ruston. You'll find eight of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, on the South Service Road, Exit 86, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, on the North Service Road, Exit 86, both sides of I-20, two pre-owned lots, qualified service departments you can rely on. Shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com, the courtesy automotive family in Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station.
Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Cards hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Let's go right back to the Fairway Cards hotline. Former Louisiana Tech quarterback, current Southeastern Louisiana special teams coordinator Ross Jenkins joining us. Ross, how are we doing tonight? Man, if I were any better, I'd be twins. How about yourself? No, doing pretty good. I guess, first things first, I want to go back to your career at Louisiana Tech. Obviously, uh, a really solid career at Louisiana Tech. I know you had the opportunity to play for both Derek Dooley and Sonny Dykes here with the Bulldogs. But going back to 2008, that bowl game, that bowl win, that season that you guys were able to put together, I know it's the first time I believe that since the 1970s that Louisiana Tech had a chance to win a bowl game. Uh, talk a little bit about how special of a year that was for you guys. Well, it sure was. Um, you know, I, it's funny. We, you know, I'm still friends, close friends with a bunch of guys off of that team. And uh, it really was a special group, especially coming back with, uh, you know, the quick turnaround and coaching changes and coach Dooley and his staff and coach Selfo, who was the offensive coordinator and now my current employer and head coach, he, uh, um, you know, they did a great job of really getting the whole program and team to buy in. And, um, you know, I honestly believe that was probably the year that really started Tech's trajectory to where they are now, you know, and done a lot of great things. We had a lot of uh, great leadership on that team and guys who have gone on and, um, done some great things and guys I continue to stay in touch with and you know we all look back on tech and I'm actually coaching with one of the guys now that was on the and Antonio Baker that was on that team as well and uh, just a special group of guys and um, you know it was a lot of fun to be a part of and, and you know you mentioned obviously working with Antonio Baker and now Frank Selfo is obviously your current employer at Southeastern how would you say that your time that you spent at Louisiana Tech has impacted your professional career now that you're into coaching uh, with some of those connections and the coaching philosophy that you go about? Oh, shoot, tremendously. Um, you know, I mean, Coach Dooley, you know, with his background coming from, you know, working with, you know, Coach Saban for several, several years and um, had a lot of, uh, a lot of things, those phrases and just the way he went about things from an organizational standpoint that, was definitely able to uh, take on past just playing and obviously coaching now and Coach Selfo being my uh, quarterback coach and offensive coordinator really taught me, I mean, taught me the game and uh, taught me a lot of just football in general and, like I said, organizational skills, how to go about every day, just preparation and, uh, and attitude and, you know, just a bunch of things. And, you know, I think, you know, being surrounded by good mentors and great coaches uh, you know, that's part of our, our job as coaches is to, you know, influence young men and, and more than just on the field and football and really in life, but, uh, you know, and just being in the game of football and playing with those, uh, you know, playing for those guys was, uh, you know, definitely a big help and things that uh, you're able to take on and you learn something new everywhere you go and, and definitely started uh, definitely started there. And getting into the Southeastern team, obviously a couple weeks ago, Hurricane Ida comes through the southern part of the state, impacts you guys' mm-hmm. program uh, tremendously. I know you guys went, got a nice win in week one uh, over North Alabama, but where are you guys currently practicing at? What's your plan as far as getting to Ruston? 
Uh, what's your plan after you leave Russ? And I know this has to have had not only a tremendous impact on the players, but you guys as coaches as well that have families. Well, and it's a good thing you mentioned that. Yeah, we got our whole family here. In fact, I'm up in the hotel room with my wife, my 11-month-old baby, and my dog. And uh, so, uh, you know, we know that we got something special going on here, and uh, and it starts with the, the great kids that we got and the program. And, and all of us didn't have power, you know, when the hurricane came through. And Hammond got crushed, and, you know, our beautiful campus had several – uh, trees knocked down the whole town of Hammond and, you know, really the whole South Louisiana area. So we we packed up and we we moved everybody over to a, a hotel here in Alabama and in Florence and Muscle Shoals and uh, been living the hotel life uh, for the latter part of last week and got in uh, one good practice on Thursday and had a, had a, had a walkthrough on Friday, played the game Saturday. And, um, you know, we're still, at, still currently – you know, shacked up in the hotel, practicing at a local high school, and um, you know, just doing trying to trying to keep things as normal as we can. Uh, obviously, there's got to be some adjustments, and uh, so practicing here, trying to treat it like a normal game week, and uh, we'll travel on Friday and head to Ruston on Friday and um, do our normal Friday routine and play the game Saturday and be camped out in Ruston all in all the next week. So uh, it's uh, you know definitely an adjustment, but. Hey, I mean that's as long as you stay focused and um, you know keep the main thing the main thing and um, you know really just take care of each other and and it's it, we couldn't do it without the support of you know all these people helping us out helping our kids out helping the team and families out and um, you know it's just a just really good to see people people helping people you know it's powerful stuff. Obviously, you guys thirteenth in the country. A big part of that is your quarterback Cole Kelly. Uh, wins the Walter Payton Award following the 2021 spring season, uh, which is the equivalent of the Heisman Trophy at the FCS level. Uh, transferred to you guys from Arkansas. What makes him so good as a quarterback, and how has he really matured from his days at Arkansas to where he's at now? You know, you talk about the maturity. Uh, that's probably been the biggest thing is just him getting a chance to see him grow. Uh, you know, Coach Stevens does a unbelievable job with our quarterbacks and our offense as a whole and uh you know when he came in he was playing behind Jason Virgil who did great things for us at quarterback and he got some playing experience and then really just seeing him grow and the team rally behind him and um and and really getting those guys in extra and you know getting that extra work in and really just buying in and, and guys rallying around him and I mean he's a massive human being first off so just his physical presence uh, you know, demands, you know, some attention. But, um, you know, he's definitely come a long way, uh, you know, from that standpoint. And then his, I mean, he's really gotten this offense down, I mean, to a T. And always asking questions, always, you know, uh, paying as much attention to detail as he can and, and pulling guys with him. And that's that's the big thing that you want out of your quarterback is, is you know, to have the ability to in, influence and impact other players and bring them along with you. And, uh that's what he's done. I mean, we've got some weapons. We've got a lot of great, great guys that he can throw to. And all he, I mean, he's just given them an opportunity to show out. And uh, he, he does it as good as anybody. 232 yards, 6.6 yards per carry in week one at North Alabama. How important was it for you guys to establish a run game, not only in week one, but going throughout this fall season after averaging, I believe it was 3.4 yards per carry back in the spring? 
Yeah, I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's any anybody. I mean, if you can run the ball, that's that's run the ball and stop the run. <laughs> you know, and it, I know that sounds old school because everybody throws it around these days, but everybody knows we're going to throw it around. So if you can throw it around and run the ball, uh, now you've got a now you've got a, a, a lethal offense. And um, you know, we've got a tremendous O line coach and and co- and. A.J. Hoff, and he does a, a great job with those guys, and we've got a real senior group of O-linemen. I mean, I think it starts there with, um, you know, just the, the, the presence and, um, you know, the experience that those guys have, um, you know, from protection standpoint, and then it just opens up in the run game, and T.J.'s worked his butt off and, and uh, kind of, you know, bided his time a little bit and it knew his role and then he had a chance, had a, had an opportunity to step up and he definitely made the most of it week one and, um, I believe he'll continue to do that as we go along. Uh, shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, you guys allowed him to lose 36 points per game, uh, a season ago. Got off to a little bit of a slow start against North Alabama. I know that game was tight, uh, into the third quarter. What are you guys looking to do differently this fall to improve on that number this year? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it, uh, you know, started with personnel. We've got a whole new crop of guys really up front, um, you know, that have, that have started to contribute and continue to improve and do a good job. But I think, I think really just making the kids more confident, getting their confidence back and keeping things simple and just playing with, with great effort and intensity. And, uh, you know, I think we've definitely, uh, improved in that matter and we've got, We've got some experience and then a lot of young guys too. So I think we've got a great mix of, uh, of, of old and young guys on defense and, um, definitely some DBs that, uh, that play hard and can get after it, you know, including Ferlando. He's really stepped up into being a, uh, um, you know, a big leader in the back end there and, and, and a great player overall. And, you know, our linebackers have really stepped up as well, a place that we didn't have any depth before. Um, you know, linebacker and D line. I think we've, we've started to gain that there and I think just, the, the more ball and the more games that these guys play together as a unit, um, the stronger they're going to get. And you mentioned briefly earlier about the playmakers offensively, some of the playmakers that you guys have defensively, and kind of the popular term in college football that we all discuss, it seems like at nauseum, is the transfer portal. Um, obviously, <laughs> it's changed a lot since you've gotten out of college 10, 12 years ago, but how impactful can the transfer portal be, I guess, really to any university across the country in this era of college football. Oh man, that's a uh, that's a that's that's an open-ended topic right there. You're right. That's it's definitely changed the game. Um, but I think you bring up a good point uh, at, at all levels. You know, you know, I think there's good and bad. Um, you know, at every level that you're at, at the college level, um, you know, with the portal. But um, you know, I think the ones that are that that go about it the right way, the best way that fits their program. And really do their homework and make sure that they're, um, you know, investigate, uh, you know, investing in the right guys um, to fit their need and and to fit, um, you know, their culture and, and and what they're looking for is. I mean, you can hit some home runs. You know, I mean, there may be quality quality players out there that you know just aren't getting an opportunity that are looking for a home and and you know those are the ones that you try and find. But uh, like you said, at, at every level, I mean, it's. It's completely different now now than it ever ever has been before, and um, you know, still learning as we go, and and the rules keep on changing, especially with all the um, you know just global stuff that's going on in the world, and um, so we're just going to keep rolling with it, do the best best we can, and 
Um, you know, if, if we end up going there, I mean, I think it's, 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 it starts with high school guys, and that's how you got to build your program. But, um, you know, everybody can, can use a, uh, um, you know, uh, an older fix uh, somewhere. So, um, you know, if, I think if you do your homework, you can benefit, and you may be given, um, you know, a, a, young, a young man the opportunity that he, that he needs and could run with it. Ross, I, I know uh, every game is obviously exciting, but this one has the potential for you to be a little more, uh, a, a little more entertaining. Do you feel like your guys uh, they know that this is your alma mater and they want to play a little harder? How, how do you uh, feel like that translates in the locker room? And, and just talk about how um, you're feeling about this weekend. If there's uh, any kind of extra butterflies, I guess uh, coming into Ruston. Well, your guys—you know—you hope your guys are going to play play as hard as they possibly can every week. But uh, no, they 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 definitely know. I said, Coach Selfo, obviously, who who spent a, a stint of time there as well, um, did bring it up early on, and it, it, it's kind of funny to to think, you know, me being the special teams coordinator, I had a couple D linemen come up to me, be like, "Man, Coach, I I didn't know you played quarterback," and you know all that. It's just it's just funny what what your players do know and don't know about you, and. Uh, um, no, I mean, it's, look, it's, it's definitely something that, uh, is, is going to be a real eerie and, uh, neat experience. I mean, uh, I can't say enough about my time in Ruston and, you know, my, my love for, for tech as a whole. And, you know, I'll always be a dog at heart and it's going to be great coming back, uh, back to Ruston, get back in Joe AI and, uh, or I, excuse me, Joe IA Stadium and, uh, I uh, haven't been there since the new end zone facility's been built. Oh, that's been what I was going to ask. A lot, of, ask when's the a lot, of, lot of new stuff going on over there, man. It, it, it's been really good to see from an outside uh, perspective, just watching tech program grow, um, you know, makes you proud as an alum and, um, you know, excited to get back there. And, you know, the guys know, the, the guys know, and, and but, um, you know, I just, just want them to go out and play their best. I, I, I think, I think no matter who we play, if our guys go out, um, you know, they play to the best of their abilities. We're going to have a shot against it, uh, everybody. And Tech's got a great team, so looking forward to uh, to how we match up. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. For you guys to have success, knock off Louisiana Tech Saturday night, what must you guys do successfully on both sides of the ball? Well, I think we've got to take care of the football on offense. Um, and uh, and that's the big thing is, is limit the turnovers, limit the mistakes, and, and I think we'll be in, in good shape there. I mean, they've got they got some dudes for sure, but um, you know our guys are going to work work hard and give it their all. And you know, on defense, it's it's play hard up front. You know, I think if if we can play hard up front, our guy uh, our guys are going to compete, and those guys in the back end are going to compete, and um, looking to uh, duke it out and and and. Have a great game and go see what happens. Ross, tremendous stuff. We appreciate you taking some time. I know you guys uh, probably feel like you've been all over the place the last couple of weeks, but uh, looking forward to having you and Antonio and Frank Selfo back in Joy Saturday night. Appreciate it, man. Looking forward to it as well. Appreciate you having me. Ross Jenkins, former Louisiana Tech quarterback, current Southeastern Lion special teams coordinator. That's good stuff. Oh, I mean, we got some good interviews of former players. Hey, listen. I know a lot of programs have been displaced from Hurricane Ida, but man, they've been through a lot. Imagine being holed up, Beck. Imagine being holed up in a hotel with your wife, eleven month old, and your dog. Oh, by the way, you're going to Ruston this next week, and you'll be in Ruston the entire next week before you head to Central Connecticut State. How about that one, pal? Yeah, I mean, just the, the sheer easy. amount of things you got, which I know they're used to loading up and going to different schools. Oh, yeah. But- 
I mean, you get, for what makes a program tick to be gone for two weeks as opposed to three days is a big difference. Huge difference. All right, let's take our next time out. Be right back after this. Listen to Bleed Tick Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the week in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show presented by University Inc. Tattoo. This is Mark Kramer. Join me and Terry Waldrop as we break down what happened in high school football. Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind presented by University Inc. Tattoo on your home for sports in North Louisiana 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts Hotline, 888-993-7762. Great stuff in the previous segment from Ross Jenkins. Pretty cool. Uh, Ross Jenkins, Antonio Baker. Antonio Baker was a stud during his days at Louisiana Tech. Uh, got to play uh, a few years in the NFL. I believe he's drafted by the Bears, so... Be good to have those guys back home. Of course, Frank Silfo, former offensive coordinator under Derek Dooley. All right, Bank, I got some questions for you. What you got? All right, obviously it was a tough loss in week one. And I hate to go down this dead gum route, but we're going down this dead gum route. We've Listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you go. You can go to Twitter. You can go to Facebook. You can go to BleedTechBlue.com. Hell, you can probably go to Reddit. Like, you, I don't know. You're talking about the fans? Yeah. I'm texting one right now. What's he saying? I mean, he's saying all kind of stuff I can't say on it. Exactly. You, right. know, you know what he's saying. Fans short for fanatic, correct? I don't think anybody would deny no. that. I also don't understand. I, I guess I do understand. Every fan always has the answers. <laughs> and every... Let me take that back. Let's say 75% of Louisiana Tech fans following this week one loss, they're out. We'll never get over the hump with Skip Holtz. (laughs) That's right. We'll never win a conference championship. We'll never beat a power five. You know how the spill goes. I know. We've heard the spill. Oh, there'll be 8,000 people at the Joe. Well, good Lord, I hope you have fun at home eating a hot dog. Watching bubble guppies. That sounds fun. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I know. So I got to tell you something. Let me just just break it down 
and then you tell me what it means. Okay. Skip Holtz in his career at Louisiana Tech, 61-42. and 42. He's 2-15 and 15 against Power 5 programs. I think we could easily sit here and say Mississippi State, South Carolina, Arkansas, and Kansas State should have been wins. Fair? Fair, right. But I think I think you, I think it's even unfair to say you win all four of those. Okay, say you go you two and two. Two and two. I would have. I think two and two is respectable. All right. Fair enough. Then you're four and thirteen. Otherwise, we're talking about him being elite. Fair. Might not even be here. Might he wouldn't? Might not even be here. Two and fifteen against Power Five. You're seven and one against FCS programs. We remember the one loss. Northwestern played some fireworks after. Yep. That's what everybody tells me. I didn't see him because I left because I was pissed. <laughs> He's 53-26 and 26 against G5 opponents. 53-26. Pretty that's solid. That's pretty good. 6-1 and one in bowl games, not getting into the debate. Like, if you like bowl games, that's cool. I know four years ago you did. Oh, you I know like now you games, hate them. Cool. Like, no, I'm not talking about you. No, I'm, I'm talking about you. you. No, I, I'm just saying, like, listen, four years ago, every Tech fan in America was like, oh, we just beat Navy. We beat them 48-45 on a field goal. Oh, we just crushed Arkansas State. Oh, we beat Illinois. Oh, we crushed Sonny Dykes and SMU. And now it's like, oh, bowl games were terrible. Well, like, you said a different tune four years ago. I can't keep up. Bottom line. Anyways, I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a Skip Holtz apologist. But you're 61-42, and 42, and you're 53-25 and 25 Fifty two, excuse me, fifty three <laughs> and twenty six against your perceived peers. That's pretty good. And listen, I'm not even going to say that I'm not frustrated without a conference championship, or I'm not frustrated with not meeting Mississippi State or South Carolina or Arkansas. I am. But like at the same time, like good lord, I'm sorry, I don't want to go back to 1970. And watch the option offense in leather helmets. Reality is, if he's twenty-two and four after two years, he's not here anymore. Then yeah. You, so you think you're talking about how many games? Is it four, se- five seasons of worth of games of amongst your peers? Six, uh, almost seven, almost seven seasons amongst your peers. Fifty-five and whatever you said. Fifty-three and twenty-six. Fifty-three and twenty-six. You're not getting that kind of stretch. You're not hitting. You're not hitting a home run on three coaches over that span. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if one of them does well, he's leaving. The next one coming in, you'd be real lucky for him to do well and leave. And the next one coming in, you'd be real, real lucky for him to do well. And I'm not saying that you don't want your coach to get hired or poached away. That's not the point. I'm arguing. The point is, you. no, I know what you're arguing. The point is, you are where you are. Like, like you want to sit here and tell me that we hadn't won a conference championship in eight years? Like, good Lord, I can check a stat book. Thanks. Just like I could sit here and say we're 6-1 and one in bowl games. Good Lord, you can check a stat book, too. And you want to sit here and tell me, Beck, how many freaking times have we heard over the last offseason, oh, dear God, if they would just play offensive football that's appealing and fun to watch, I'd be at the Joe. You just went and put 34 points on Mississippi State in an SEC venue. Tell me the last time it happened. You're going to be looking for quite a while. Quite a freaking while. Can you remember? Like, can you remember? 
So what do you say? I'm not just going to play devil's advocate. What do you say for people that say he's never won a conference championship? I agree. Never won a big game in these four big P5 games? I mean, you just shut out Miami. Is there a bigger power five okay, that's a, that, that you was play? That's his marquee win? Is that his marquee win? Probably, yeah. Okay. So you got one. Okay. I'm not saying I'm satisfied. No, 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 no I'm just, I agree. I'm just saying that's where these people are coming from. No, about. I know. Those kind of people are the type of people that says, hey, you got to be on the left side of the fence or you got to be on the right side You're of the fence. You're saying you can be in the middle. I'm saying that more than one thing can be right and more than one thing can be wrong. Okay, well, I'm glad you cleared that up. Like, you could be happy with where the program's at while wanting more. You could be... Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's... You be careful. Yeah, sorry That doesn't for, fit into the fanatic. Sorry for saying happy. On air, live radio, Sports Talk 97.7. But do you get my point? I do. And listen, like, all these people are like, you don't understand. You don't un-. No, I watched the same freaking game you did, and I freaking can't sleep over it at night. Because I'm so upset. Like, Beck, I got past this fandom point in my career, or in my life, excuse me, it's in the career, in my life, where I'm not 18 to 22 years old. It's like, you know what? I can't take a loss so hard that I can't handle it to where I'm ticked off for four days. I can't do it anymore. This was one of those losses. Like, I can't get over it. But does it mean that it's 6 o'clock on Saturday night I'm out in week two? Yeah, I was, that's what I was going to say. Like, how cool are you? This- Tight! <laughs> The spot that you're talking about is being happy but wanting more also allows you to go to games when you're not happy. Because you know that same <laughs> fan that says, I'm not going to the Joe on Saturday? They're going to be like, oh, I'm a huge Tech fan. I'm an alum. We beat SMU. SMU's terrible in three weeks. No, you weren't there. <laughs> I was there sweating. I was there with my wife being her own supporting my squad. Not you. Like, that's my problem. It's like there could be more than one thing right. You could realize that, hey, Skip Holtz might not call a play that I like in the fourth quarter, but are you going to love the RPO for the 72-yard touchdown and tell me it's a good play call? You're going to love it. Yeah. you going to tell me the smoke seam route for a 22-yard touchdown when he jellies into the end zone wasn't tight? Like, that's a good play call. All right, good Lord. You, oh, you want Lane Kiffin. Okay, yeah, he'll probably take a 95% pay cut to come here. Like, good call. Like, good freaking call. Like, it just drives me nuts. It's like the ebbs and flows. It's like, just flow. Like, look at one side. Look at the other side. And you know what? We probably meet in the middle. We probably kind of agree. Probably kind of do. I don't know. Maybe not. Hey, wise man once said, support your little team. Support your dogs. Go to the games. Uh. Oh, and then here's my favorite. Oh, ULL would beat us by six touchdowns. Oh, ULL probably go beat Texas. Yeah, they lost by three touchdowns. Good call. Like, what are you saying about them this week? Like, they weren't going to Texas and beating them. No. I don't care who their quarterback is. I don't care if their coach has a number one buzz cut by the local <laughs> hair salon. Tight. Doesn't mean nothing to me. Like, everybody... I saw... Listen, I saw this, Beck, and I wasn't going here, but I saw this. And I'm not banging on ULM. ULM played the first game of their season at Kentucky. Kentucky, very good program. I think we could agree. Probably a top 25 program. Mark Stoops done a tremendous job. Play the first half of the game. I don't even know what the score was at halftime. Don't really care. I saw a comment. It said, man, I wish we ran the ULM offense. ULM had 43 yards at the half. (laughs) 
Like, that's what you wish? I think you're just kind of spouting off, and you sound kind of... It's like getting a text saying it's going to be a long season after the first play. Yeah! Like, like oh, geez. Like, tech on tech. Tech on tech threw a pick on first play. He's playing like a pharmaceutical salesman back there. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. Matt Terry, Louisiana Tech golf coach, will join us in the next segment. BC going to take a lap around the studio. <laughs> we'll take a Xanax real quick. We'll be right back. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family of Ruston. You'll find eight of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Cadillac, Buick, GMC, on the South Service Road, Exit 86, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram, on the North Service Road, Exit 86, both sides of I-20, two pre-owned lots, qualified service departments you can rely on. Shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com, the Courtesy Automotive Family in Ruston. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Hey, DQ fans, the chocolate and peanut butter in your favorite Reese's candies take it to a whole new level in one extremely tasty treat. The Reese's Extreme Blizzard is back, and it's packing in all the flavor. With Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Reese's Pieces, chocolatey topping, and extra peanut butter, all mixed with our world-famous soft serve, each spoonful's chock full of chocolatey peanut butter deliciousness. So Reese's lovers, take your taste buds to a whole new level and grab the Reese's Extreme Blizzard treat today, only at DQ. Happy Tastes good. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Carts hotline, 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Haynes, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. go right to the Fairway Carts hotline. Louisiana Tech golf coach, Matt Terry. Coach, how we doing on this beautiful Tuesday evening? Man, I'm doing fantastic. How are you guys doing? We can't complain, I guess. We're doing well. Ben, Ben's a little fired up. He needs to talk something different than football, so we're glad to have you on, Coach. Awesome, man. Awesome. Glad to be on. Coach, I want to start first. Sam Murphy had the opportunity to play this summer in the U.S. Amateur. Uh, I know you were able to make the trip out there with him, ultimately finished tied for 33rd. Discuss the experience that that was for both of you guys and what he can take away from that as he enters the collegiate season this year. Well, any time you can go to your national championship of that caliber, it's, it's the biggest amateur tournament in the world. And for him to be able to qualify, get there, it was his second time going. And, uh, you know, he was able to, you know, play well while he was there. I mean, it, it was some of the best golf I've seen as a coach. Uh, just, just the way he played. It was a really, really difficult golf course at Oakmont. And just, just the way he played leading up into it, um, with all the tournaments he's played this summer, 
and then what he did there, uh, me being on the bag for five straight days there, uh, it just, you know, it, it, it just means a lot. And that young man, uh, it, it just looked really good for five days, the five days I saw it, because we weren't together prior to, you know, I was gone recruiting. He was playing in other events, practicing, and then we meet up in Pittsburgh. And, and you know, what he can take away from that, I mean, he went head-to-head with the number 16-ranked player in the world, Bo Jen from Oklahoma State. That young man's resume at the end of the year last year, he finished second at Big 12, second at regionals, second at the NCAAs, and he outplayed that young man. And if we're in stroke play, he beats him. But, you know, Bo, Bo got a couple of bounces here or there, and that's the way golf goes. I mean, that's the way any sport goes. And uh, But Sam, you know, left there knowing that he was as good as anybody in the world. And, and that's the thing he can take away from it. And and he doesn't have to tell himself that anymore. He knows it, and and that's a very good position to be in when you stare eye to eye with one of the best players in the world, and and you know you're better than them. And you know for for him, even not winning, sometimes you know you're better than somebody else. And for him, he knows that now. It's not me telling him. It's not his um, teammates telling him. It's not his brother, his parents. It's not you know his swing instructor Brad Pullen. It's not any of those guys telling him, "Hey man, you're great." He goes to bed at night knowing he's good, and that's that's a very good position to be in as an athlete. From a coaching standpoint for you, obviously you're working with a lot of 18- to 22-year-old kids. How do you balance the, hey, go play 18 holes, go play 9 holes, versus, hey, you need some work on the range today? How do you balance that and know what's best for each kid with what they're going through on the course at that particular time? Yeah, I mean it's a it, it's a tough thing. I'm I've been doing this 22 years from junior college all the way up to now, and coaching two different sports at at, at Troy, coaching men's and women's golf. I, I just I've always had the philosophy you need to play because at the end of the day, um, athletes are going to be athletes, and th- there's things that they need to work on. And a lot of times, working on on their own personal time, they're going to get better at it. You know, when they know what to work on, and and they do. You know. If a young man, once once he's about 30 to 45 minutes after he's played a competitive round of golf, if he sits down unemotionally and kind of analyzes what he's done, he'll know what he needs to work on. He'll know if it's putting, chipping, hitting balls. Because so many times, you know, for us, it's about playing the game. It's a, it's about hitting shots under pressure when you need them. And, and a lot of times when you don't have it, how good are you when you're average? You know, because everybody's top end is really good. You know, when you're at this level, when you're, you know, in any sport, your top end's really good. But how good's your average? You know, how good are you when you're not very good? How good's your attitude? How good's your focus? How good's your mentality when you're in the midst of it? And and that's what we're trying to do with these guys every day. And, uh, you know, it, it just takes time to do that, to get them to realize when, when they don't have it going, how good do they feel? You know, how, how can they motivate themselves when they don't feel like it? You know, and, and that's what the great the great players, the guys that are on top, that's what they do. They they're able to find something when they don't have it, and um, and that's that's the tough thing. Sometimes we 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 play a ton, but we'll play again tomorrow. We'll practice Thursday, Friday to get ready for our tournament, and then Saturday's an off day. I I, I don't want them doing much of anything except for getting their legs under them, watch a little college football, go to our game if they want to, and then get ready to peg it on Sunday. Coach, I want to talk recruiting a little bit. As if it's not hard enough, you're one of the few sports on campus that really can benefit from recruiting internationally. How do you know how much time to spend stateside versus internationally when you're recruiting uh, golfers to come play at Tech? Well, 
we if you look at our roster, we've got ten guys on the team. We've got one from a foreign country, from England, um, and I never watched him play before he came here. Uh, I had a good friend of mine that that uh, coached at uh, College of Charleston, and then he he played at Virginia. He was a really really exceptional player, and uh, he he was back in England, and he called me and he says, "Hey, I got this young man. This kid will play one through three for you his whole career." Kid came in and he was our <laughs> he was conference freshman of the year. Um, Four, four years ago, James Swash, and he's had a good summer this summer. He had a little bit of a hiccup, not good year last year, but from, from our standpoint with internationals, I mean, I, I, I'm going to recruit probably a little bit more international from time to time, but I spent the whole summer gone looking at American players, looking at kids from Texas, Mississippi, Alabama, South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, Arkansas, anywhere in, in, in our surrounding area that we can draw to. But, you know, that the portals kind of open up some, some avenues for us. I've got one guy to the portal so far last year, and, um, you know, it's something I'm looking heavily at now. But, you know, as we continue to want to progress and become somebody that challenges in the country, we're going to probably have to mix in a little salt with our pepper, if you know what I mean. How beneficial or how, uh, how much of an advantage is it for you guys on the recruiting trail knowing that Squire Creek is your home course? It's huge. I mean, it's it's probably it's right up there with the first thing I talk about amongst our university and our community. I mean, we we've kind of got a triple a triple threat here with with the community we have surrounding us and the support we have with just people. You know, the human the human element is is, is I think not tapped into enough sometimes when we're recruiting because it can be such a business. But we uh, we've got an unbelievable university, but Squire Creek. I mean, man, I, I I left where I was at before because of Squire Creek. I brought my team over here three times, and we couldn't compete on this golf course because we didn't have anything to mimic it. We didn't have anything to prepare ourselves for the greens and for what Fazio had designed and what the Davisons had put together here. And, you know, for, for me, it's huge. I mean, it, it, if you can mention the number one course in your state, hey, by the way, we play there um, all the time. That's where we play. That's That's a pretty big thing. Um, you know, and, and it gets us in the door, conversations get started and, and, and we're able to, you know, go toe to toe with some power fives on guys and, and, and we're still going to lose some of those battles, you know, just like any other sport will. And, but we're going to go after them because we have the, the weapons to get them. Starting up Sunday, of course, Jim Rivers Invitational out at Squire Creek Country Club. I know you guys are excited, uh, to get the fall season underway this weekend. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's it's awesome to be able to kick off our season there, um, you know, at, at a golf tournament that is named after an incredible, incredible man that was a really, really good amateur player that played for us. And he and his wife, Miss Debbie, you know, have, have, have really been big supporters of ours. And and, uh, and, and Jim was, was just a great player, a great amateur, a great ambassador for the game. And you know, we're, we're excited that it's named after him, um, you know, and, and excited to start our season out at Squire. And, you know, we got 21 teams coming in here, uh, or 20 counting, counting us as 21. Um, so having 120 players come into your, your home and get to show it off is, is exceptional to, to begin our year, you know, and, and we're able to have all 10 of our guys play. That's huge, you know, because they get experience right out of the gate. We're able to see how they handle it before we go to our next event. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it gives us scores in tournaments based on things. It's not just qualifying. So, 
you know, I'm excited. The course is in phenomenal shape. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm just thankful we get to do what we do where we get to do it. Coach, last question before we let you out of here. We got to know. I think it's it's on everybody that cares about golf's mind. Are, are you Team Brooks or are you Team Bryson? <laughs> I, I I hate to say I hate to say this. Um, You're gonna say neither, aren't I, you? I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say Team Burns because he plays. That's with my right. Guys there you go. There go. Trick and, uh, question. You nailed I'll, it. <laughs> I will. I will. Uh, I will take. I will take Sam Burns against those two any day of the week. I've, I've seen both of them play. Uh, coached against both guys. We were paired with Brooks freshman year through his senior year at Florida State when I was at Troy and then at Nationals uh, in 17 got to see Bryson uh, win the National Championship in 17 so both guys are phenomenal uh, all uh, both of those guys are big uh, <laughs> big big character guys they believe in themselves I, I, I can't uh, it's, it's actually pretty funny what's going on with those two guys because I don't think either one of them care. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> they're getting they're, it's. Hey, listen, it's 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 pushing that social media following yeah. the PGA Tour wants wants to do. But you know, if I had to pick between those two guys, I'd pick Burns every time. Yeah, I, I love it. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming on. We're thankful for what you're doing with this Tech team, and we're excited for where y'all are headed this season. And uh, and best of luck this weekend at the tournament. Hey, I appreciate the support, guys. Y'all come out and watch us. And anybody that wants to come, I'd love to have you out support us. Absolutely, thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Y'all take care. Matt Terry, Louisiana Tech golf coach, join us on the Fairway Carts Hotline Pick. You better be glad I didn't tell Big him. Big Bryson guy yeah, right here. You, uh, of course. Big Bryson guy. You better be glad. Grip and rip. <laughs> Big Bryson guy. Brooksy. Soft. Brooksy. Soft. Get that bad knee. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna disclose to him that you, you know, you've shot a seventy-five out there on, on uh, no, nine not, holes, yeah, on nine not, holes not before. Too you know, bad, you know. I didn't throw you under the bus too uh, he bad. He said the course is in great shape. Can you confirm? It is a little tough. Heard you shot a one twenty. Whoa, the other whoa, oh, sorry, whoa, sorry, sorry, sorry. Whoa. Unfortunately, it wasn't that far away from that number. But yeah, the rough's a little high. Okay. Best of luck to these guys. You know, if I see anything in the eighties, I'm gonna be impressed. Here's the issue for me: the greens. Oh, just a six putt waiting to happen. Just six putt, little quick. Stick to baseball, BC. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. Let's go ahead, take our final time out of the night. When we come back, we're gonna put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk, ninety-seven point seven. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. 
Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Want to find out stuff about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by First National Bank. Call or text the show on the Fairway Car Top Line, 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on it on this Tuesday evening, live at the Sports Talk 97.7 Studios, B.C. Beck Haynes, John Tabor. All right, Beck, we teased it earlier. <laughs> Every, there's so many people probably just yeah, still listening. Yeah, they can't wait. Just waiting for All right, this. you want me to get my fantasy roster first sure, for you? Sure, sure. All right, Tapes, here we go. You ready? My quarterbacks. Let's see. Trevor Lawrence, Joe Burrow. <laughs> my running backs. Clyde Edwards, Alaire. Mike Davis. Playoff Lenny. Jamal Williams, Trey Sermon. My receivers. Allen Robinson, Tyler Lockett, Corey Davis, Jamar Chase, my tight ends, Travis Kelsey, John O. Smith, Rob Gunkowski, <laughs> my kicker, Legatron. All right. Yeah, you can you tell- already know what I'm fixing to ask. <laughs> Let's hear it. What are you doing with three tight ends when you've got a super duper premium tight end to begin I with? Know, I don't know. Tabes, Tabes just couldn't keep going wide outs. That's why you're going to be playing in the Shiva Bowl. Probably. All right. All right, Beck, what you got? <laughs> I, I mean, the well, standards. I, full disclosure. The standard's not that high right full now. Full disclosure. After I get my starters, yeah, I back, check out pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, got, I didn't hear BC name many starters. <laughs> you know why? Because you heard his premier tight end, but you didn't hear what he gave up about, th- gave up about 45 minutes right, between well, picks. What you got, Beck? <laughs> All right, I got Russell Wilson. And uh, Jameis as my quarterback. Russell's going to start. I, I, I like the late Jameis Yeah, pick. it was a late Jameis. I think he was my last pick. He was your last pick. Like 15th it. round. Like Running backs, I got Joe Mixon, nope. Najee, stole Najee. Taves loves Najee. And Chase Edmonds, which I'm not that excited about. I love but, it as a third guy, though. Yeah, third guy's great. Wide receivers, I got Justin Jefferson. Okay. Robert Woods. Okay. Chris Godwin. Okay. Mike Williams. BC, I'm just going to Mike go. Williams. Let's just stop. BC, you're getting smoked here, buddy. Jay, Jay Waddle. I don't know who. Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. I don't even know who he yeah. is. Jay Waddle. Tied in, I got, I don't love it, but I got Hawkinson. Where'd you get him? Uh, About round seven or no, eight. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah that's, he was on par. That's great value. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, too bad it's quarterback. Kicker is uh, Jay. It doesn't matter. Keep going. Okay. And Buccaneers defense. That doesn't really matter. Yeah, either. he. Big. Oh. He's big Tapes. kicker and defense guy. All right, I guess they can Tapes win championship. I guess Tape's going with Beck. You guess? BC. America's going with me he, versus your I squad. I mean, I got, I got some terrible running backs, and you, you sound almost as bad as what, me. What did you do? You traded. At your, least I got traded. my home and Kyle Pitts Listen, on my squad. Here's you know, what I did. I traded my number three pick, my third round pick, okay. to keep Kelsey. I and we have a one-keeper league. Okay. So I traded it for Kelsey yeah, to so be So you my got keeper. Kelsey for your third round pick. To be and my And you keeper. still wound up with that. that I picked Edwards-Elair first. 
He's banged up already, BC. Yeah, it'll be all right. He's little. He's a runt. He'll be fine. My second pick was Allen Robbins. No, he catches a lot of balls for a crappy team. But well, I think you need to get Fields in there. Got great value in round nine with the steal of the draft, Corey Davis. I'd beg to differ. I'd yeah. Oh, I, I just, think he's going to have a huge year. I hadn't seen nothing from him, man. You, hey. you think he's going to be Zach Wilson's guy? Yeah. Tapes. Okay. Just keep in mind, Ben was in the loser championship last year. I think he's going to be myself, but we'll see. Yeah, well, Elijah came off the board pretty quick after. Hey, he? Lockett's pretty good for about 340 burgers a year. Rest of the time, like 6.2. Yeah. But it's all right. Just just keep in mind. Lockett's great. You, you got two WR teams. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to start Russell the first six games of the season when he's on the MVP talk. Go and then Hawks. I'm going Jason, Jameis after that. Because you know Russell just. Yeah, I hope Jameis doesn't run into those crab legs. All right, Conference USA slate for this week. I'm out on tapes. He said my team sucks. All right, here we go. <laughs> Friday night in Boise, UTEP. Uh, yeah, undefeated season's over as they travel to Boise State's 8.30 p.m. Central Time kick. Tapes, how interesting is this one? Western Kentucky at Army on September 11th, the 20th anniversary in West Point. Is there any well, chance Western Kentucky wins I, that game? I, I know I know it was Georgia State, but the Black, Knights, the Black Knights rolled them. Oh, I know. It looked good. And, and, you play and, I, and I'm a Navy guy. I know. I, 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 Hate to say it, but Army looks strong. And you got to go on September 11th to West Point. And they're on the 20th oh, they're better them at West Point on yeah. 9 There better be. Th- it ain't happening. There better be 30 minutes of flyovers. In fact, there's. At least. There's, at least. There's a lot of top 20 teams that Army would probably beat. I that agree. Day. Middle Tennessee traveling to Blacksburg to take on Virginia Tech. Yeah. yeah. Next. We Georgia know. Southern at FAU. That's intriguing. Yeah. Nice little G5 matchup. Uh, had, a, had a question for me. Georgia's a 28-point favorite over UAB. Want to know what my response was? If Georgia scores 28, they cover because UAB won't score. You don't think? No. I think UAB you, covers. You think, you think UAB they cover? I think they cover. That Georgia defense was salty. Now, when I say cover, I'm talking On the 20, line. I'm talking yeah. 27 to yeah. 3. Yeah, I don't even know if Georgia scores 28. Georgia might have a little bit of a letdown. They could. Do uh, they even? Do they even score 28? I mean, as much as we hate to admit it, UAB didn't look too bad. No, they didn't. Lamar traveling to UTSA. It'll be a snoozer in the Alamo Dome. Usually is. Uh, yep, usually is. Good time for an afternoon nap. Gardner-Webb at Charlotte. Uh, be another snoozer. NC Central at Marshall. Snoozer. <laughs> uh, Houston at Rice. Yeah, Rice 0-2. Uh, Northwestern will travel to Dallas to get beat by four touchdowns against SMU. Uh, Grambling coming off a big win over uh, Northwestern. Well, speaking Western of State. Grambling. Elijah Walker. Did I say Northwestern? North yeah. Texas will yeah. travel to SMU. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that makes way more oh, yeah. sense. Sorry about that. How, how, how's Latrell still got a job? Uh, it's a great question. Great question, Tapes. Grambling State coming off a big win over Tennessee State, no, correct? Mid- was it middle? Yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee State, State right. will travel to Hattiesburg. Will Hall, you got blitzed against South Alabama. You better win this one. Of course, Louisiana Tech at home. Against Southeastern. Let's go, G-Men. Yeah, good. Louisiana Tech at home against Southeastern Louisiana. We'll have our picks on that one in just a sec. Uh, Snooze Fest in Norfolk. Old Dominion might get a win. Hampton traveling to Old Dominion. Might go, I think I might go Hampton on I that might. One. You know what we might need to do? Is just, ODU's pretty bad. We well, might need to cut Hampton's out. Hampton's going to be chomping 
to beat yeah. a D one team. Exactly. We, we might need to cut out this segment where we talk about who Conference USA is playing because it's a giant snooze fest. Uh, especially week two, a snooze <laughs> fest in week two across Conference USA. Final snooze fest of the week, seven p.m. <laughs> Eastern Top Kick in Miami. The Bobcats of Texas State at FIU. Can the Fighting Butch Davises move to 2-0 and after a monster win over Long Island in week one? Is it, can, can it finish in a <laughs> so tie? So many schools I didn't even know had yeah, football I, I want teams. T- I think Texas State beats FIU. 5-3. to three. Yeah, 3-2. Three to two. Even better. All right, Louisiana Tech at home, 6 p.m. Saturday night, Joe I. Stadium, ESPN3. Hope you got the internet or you ain't watching this one from your couch. All you Bulldog fans. Uh, saw a line. Not a lot of FCS lines out there. Dogs 13, 13 and a half point favorite. I can tell you one thing. If you get a chance to bet the over under, take the over. You think? Oh, going to be. Uh, a bloodbath. Probably 90 points scored in this one. You, Ben. Bet. Tech Houston Baptist a year ago with the worst Tech offense in 20 years had, what, 96 points scored? You got me all worried, though, talking about the offense of, I, I, of Southeast. I, I see a 55 to 28. Yeah, I mean, 55 to 35, something like that. Hey, you going to be a lot of points. Hey, let me just prepare you for something. Tell the wife you ain't going to be home at a single-digit hour. It's going to be at least it's 10. going to be a late one for the old call-in show. going to be a late one on the KXKZ I, Impact Healthcare Solutions Louisiana Tech call-in show. You've, you've really got me worried about this game. Well, I think I thought be. it was way more of a, a, sh- a sure thing. Yeah, you didn't do your research until I heard about this quarterback. Shocker. Yeah, he's pretty good. Six foot seven, two sixty. Making you look like a chicken nugget. Oh, there ain't no doubt. BC can't hang with six foot seven. Betty, Betty's like you. Likes to stand on three point line though. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's go around the board. We're starting with Taves. Taves, what's the final I score? I went ahead and said it. Fifty five, twenty eight dogs. All right, what you got, big boy? 45-23. 62 to 31. JD Head finishes 10 of 13 for 122 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. JD Head. Lot closer on the scoreboard than the game might indicate. I think Louisiana Tech bounces back. I think, listen, we talked a lot about early in the show things that went wrong at Mississippi State. Bottom line, it's a good football team. Yep. Got a lot of talent, both right. sides of the football. I'm excited to see him get out there Saturday night. Of course, uh, get on out to the Joe. 6 p.m. Saturday night, Louisiana Tech and Southeastern. BC will be in the house. Beck Haynes will be in the house. He'll have a media pass. Probably have his sunglasses on his head. He'll have his hair gelled up. Just tell him hello. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. For Beck Haynes, for John Taylor, I'm BC. We'll see you.
Listen for the First National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host, Ben Carlisle. Also brought to you by O'Neill Gas, Brister's Smokehouse, Courtesy Automotive, Dairy Queen, Walpole Tire, Ideal Portable Buildings, Kurt Joyner Graduate Sales, and Bienville Motors. Thanks for listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio on Sports Talk 99.3. Paint a little more. And he was I, very good in the paint. I tell you, basket, there's but two, he, he there's shot two a lot of threes. I think about Rasheed Chris. He used to do a pregame warm-up, right? I used to watch him. He would take the basketball, had up two basketballs in both hands above his head and shoot them, in, you know, one and then the other one and make threes from almost half court. Really? Really? Yes. Like, unbe- like I used to watch this guy marvel at him. And then well, do you remember when they beat Miami in game seven down in Miami to go back to the NBA Finals for a second year? Do you remember they that? Beat, when they beat Shaq and Wade. Yeah. Right. Guess, guess Rasheed was the one who had a putback in the paint. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't, he didn't take a three. He had to muscle his way in. I always right. remember him making a play. He was good around the basket. Like She that. was a, a really a great player. Um no doubt about it. And and I agree, though, with the caller, Robin. I've said it many times. Here's my mantra. The superstars of any era would have been at least stars in every era. The superstars. Some superstars would have been just uh, not quite as good, but stars in every era. And I, I, I think that, that that's what I look at. So... Um, you might not have been a superstar in every era, but you would have been at least a star. Uh, take Bob Cousy. People want to diss Bob Cousy. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Give Bob Cousy the benefits that the players have today, Rob. Give him, you know, the travel, the charter flights, the better equipment, the better shoes, the weight training, the better nutrition, the year-round play, better coaching, all of that. And he, I think he would have been a top point guard today, just I like think- he was back in his day. I think his shot would have been off, Chris, because you can't feel for the laces. So I don't think his shot would have been off. <laughs> how about <laughs> how about Nelson in Arizona? Let's squeeze him in. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. The ball used to have laces. Go ahead, Nelson. Yeah, hey, guys. How you doing? Good, um, good. Gonna, how are you? Fine, fine. I'm going to agree and disagree. I'm going to agree with you that I think LeBron can, be, can play that error in the 80s, especially the 80s and 90s, the problem with his game for today, back then, they were true centers and true power forwards. They would beat him up to death in his game way it is now. Where I have LeBron at, I don't have him in my top five. I probably have him in my top ten, but not my top five because he disappoints me when it – I like guys like Jordan, Bird, Kobe. They want the shot at the end. They always want the ball in their hands. And LeBron's game – he, he he would have to learn how to post up better. He would have to learn how to the, the mid-range shot. I still don't think he has a good mid-range shot. He's not somebody I fear from outside. He would have had to work on that part of his game. Getting to the rim, he would have got beat up. No, I, I think the, the the best point you made, and that's a good call, but the best point you that made is. is that when he went to the rim, uh, Rob, instead of, I don't know. There's uh, nobody there. There was nobody uh, home. Bobby Come on, Portis. let's just, Nobody home. <laughs> P.J. Tech, right. And, and, and now with the floor so spread, is one guy, whoever he is, whether he 